and it is valued as an asset. So get that thing on your balance sheet. And you know, I bet you Nike and Apple and all these companies got their website on their, on their balance sheet. And so you've got to have it there. Ready to spend 15 minutes with the experts you admire? Need strategy sessions from thought leaders brought directly to your ears? Welcome to the Sprocket Talk 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where every week George B. Thomas uncovers the challenges that sales, marketing, and service professionals face. And of course, the strategies to help them overcome their biggest hurdles. So sit back and set your sights on growth with these bite-sized conversations filled with pure strategy gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. All right, Sprocketeers, it's your boy, George B. Thomas, hashtag GSD, ready to rock and roll with at least 15 minutes, okay, let's be honest, maybe 20 of strategy for you to use in your sales, marketing, service, business, everywhere. I can't wait. I'm super excited, as always, to dive into this conversation. It's a conversation that we have not had on previous episodes yet, but very important to the success of your business as far as a digital space. That's all I'm going to say before I introduce Adam or let Adam introduce himself. Adam, let the Sprocketeers, the viewers, the listeners know who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Hey, George. Thanks, mate. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Super excited to have a chat today. I, my name is Adam Steinhardt. I'm the CEO of The Kingdom, and we're a platinum HubSpot partner down in Adelaide, South Australia. But we do spend uh, most of our life working on tough enterprise portals and making sure that our customers are really taking their HubSpot deployment super seriously, getting their sales team fired up, making sure marketing is connecting it all and getting it working into its best abilities. Fun stuff all day long. Now today we're gonna dive into a micro conversation or part of what you do and what many companies need to do and sometimes I don't think pay attention to. And so the deep end of the pool today, Sprocketeers, is gonna be understanding the value of your website and actually being able to manage the website and the value of it. So Adam, when you think of this conversation around understanding the value of your website versus it just being something that's nice to have or that we have to have and managing it, what's the foundational pieces that the viewers and listeners need to understand so we can continue on this conversation? Yeah, mate, look, it's really interesting. If you go back through time in the 80s and 90s and the website started coming out in the late 90s, it was a kind of a bolt-on. You know, businesses already had their marketing in place and their advertising and it was working great for them or not. But they sort of ended up getting a website because they kind of had to have it. They didn't really necessarily need to know why or didn't understand why, but at the time they just got it because it kind of got trendy. And, you know, realistically, in a lot of businesses, that mentality hasn't really changed. Funnily enough, when you speak to them, you say, well, what's the most important part of your marketing weaponry now? They'll say, oh, my website. But the attitude of the way people are treating their website, particularly in SMB land, uh, medium businesses, is you know, lacking. The first thing we're really big on, you know, HubSpot themselves demonstrate this. I mean, the HubSpot website has over 23,000 pages and drives that inbound lead generation process. I mean, that's got to be valued at a billion dollars on their balance sheet. And so the first thing we like to think is that you've got to treat your website like it's an asset on your balance sheet. A lot of businesses, they treat it as an expense where they'll you know, drop their 20 grand on their website and then in three years later, do it again. Um, they treat it as a burden as opposed to a lead generating machine. And so the first thing we want to suggest is shift your thinking to be thinking of your website as an asset that's got future realizable value. And of course, if you're going to go ahead and sell your business, the website goes with it and it is valued as an asset. So get that thing on your balance sheet. 
And you know, I bet you Nike and Apple and all these companies got their website on their, on their balance sheet. And so you've got to have it there. It costs a lot of money to replace. And once you do that, that changes the way you think about it. It means that you start saying, right, well, this is an asset. We do have to invest in this. And it does require ongoing investment. And it does require ongoing measurement of success. And once you do that, then you can start saying, right, well, we're not just going to plonk it out there, put it out there for the world to see. We're going to actually start treating this thing like it is an engine, like it is a machine that can produce results. And, of course, it does. That's the thing. The great irony, George, is that people want SEO. They want to be on the front of Google desperately. But they've got to put in the hard yards to do that. And they've got to make their website a super duper lead generating machine. I want to kind of travel back a little bit because when you mentioned this mind shift of instead of it being an expense, envision it as an asset. And I, I agree. I think humans get stuck in, sure, we should do that. Why should we do that? Well, because the web has changed, your website has changed, the consumer has changed. How is where we get stuck? Like, how do you take what has for years been inanimate pages of copy and messaging, photos and video, and start to actually put a dollar amount, or even if it's not a dollar amount, a value amount on those things. How do, how do they do that to help the mind shift happen? Yeah, that's, and that's probably part of the problem, of course, is that the valuation process hasn't been widely spoken about and hasn't been widely addressed. You know, we've done a lot of research in the space, and if you think about it, well, what does it cost? Whenever you value an asset, you look, especially from an insurance perspective, you say, what does it cost to replace it? So you can just do a simple maths equation and say, right, if we've got 100 pages, you know, it's going to take us four to five hours to replace that. And you've got 500 hours and it's going to cost you 200 bucks an hour. So straight away, you're 20 grand. Then you can look at, right, how many leads, how many, uh, how many hits per month are we getting? Now, this is tangible stuff that can be costed because you do have things like you know, the cost of Google hit. Uh, so you can suddenly start saying, right, well, each piece of traffic, if we would have to buy that from scratch, would cost us $4.20 a hit from Google. So these little, these little factors are out there. You know, Facebook, uh, if you've got 100, for example, you should also be valuing your digital ecosystem. If you've got 50,000 Facebook likes on your page, that's a very, very valuable asset. To get those 50,000, you'd have to spend a lot of money to get likes to that level on Facebook. So I think, you know, when you deep dive into it, there's a bunch of parameters that we live by every day that exist out there that you can use to attach value to these different bits. Mm, I love that. And Sparketeers, viewers, listeners, I hope you heard that it's data, 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 and measuring that data. So if you're sitting here and you're like, well, how would we value our site? And you're not measuring the things that are happening on and around your site you probably won't be able to. So you've got to start there first, just being able to collect that data, understand what's happening. Adam, are there other foundational pieces or directions or mindsets or tips, tricks, and hacks that we need to pay attention to when it comes to kind of managing this and valuing uh, our website moving forward? Yeah, mate. well, it's, it's interesting because when you look at the board level and the C-suite, they want ROI all the time when they're deploying marketing. And if you go ahead and add in the bits. So for example, the data thing is really, really important. And of course, HubSpot is sensational at producing the dashboards and a lot of this information. But if you go ahead and go through the exercise of, of valuing that site, then suddenly you've got a very true metric of the performance of the marketing department and the legitimate value it's adding because suddenly you can start saying, right, we, if we go invest the $200,000 into marketing, we're going to end up with an asset increase in our website, uh, which you know, might increase across the board 500 grand but but on top of that of course you get sales so they need to be valued in there as well how well you actually sell from it is key 
you know, the fact that HubSpot can have their meetings links automatically clicked and their sales reps just wake up every day to new appointments is extraordinary. You know, that's a very, very powerful model. Once, once that mind shift starts, then you can start saying, right, we're going to build our KPIs and build our dashboards and build our numbers around this concept. Suddenly, marketing gets a new lease of life because the true value, the true impact is measurable. It's funny you mentioned impact, which is going completely where my brain was going. Anytime that you think about investing, you know, in, in assets, you, you want to get what's, what's the most bank for my buck? Where can I get the most reward from my money? Are there things that you've seen that companies should leverage first that really help to improve kind of the maintenance or the messaging or, or the, the perceived or increased value of their digital space? Enjoying this podcast? Make sure you show the love. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and leave a review. Help us become the strongest strategy podcast on the internet. Get access to hidden episodes and bonus content. Head over to sprockettalk.com forward slash strategy. Yeah, George, so we it's, it's, I appreciate that segue. We built a program called Campaign Warrior because we wanted to get a top-down view on websites. So the first thing our software does is it scrapes the site and it brings in a list of all of your website pages. And it also gives you a tracking code. So anytime a page is visited, it adds that to the site. Because we found it was really hard for businesses to just get a list of all of their pages. A lot of the pages are spread across different subdomains. Often, you know, even in HubSpot, it's hard to get across the exact list of pages. So once we had that list, we also said, okay, let's check, let's get an audit of our meta descriptions and our alt tags. When we've done our testing, it's been three years, there has not been a single website that's been perfect. In fact, the vast majority of websites have let themselves down with the meta description, which is you know, a really important thing that Google uses, and the alt tags, and just simple things like literally mess, many, many pages that are not set up properly. So the, the very simplest thing that people should be considering is just getting what they've got in really good shape. Instead of paying that SEO consultant and rushing out and spending thousands on Google AdWords, get your, get your data in shape, get the pages correct and get them set up properly. And from there, you can start growing. Yeah, I love that we're leaning into kind of some of that on-page and even technical SEO. If you haven't listened to historical episodes where we talked to Franco Valentino about some of those items, you should definitely go and check them out. Hit that play button and learn more about that. I'm glad that you leaned into this tool. Let's talk a little bit about the tool and kind of what you can do and how it helps this whole strategy kind of move along and make it easier for the viewers, the listeners, the Sprocketeers. Yeah, thanks, mate. So, you know, about three years ago, we, we started using a prototype of Campaign Warrior because we, were, we found that when we were creating our social media posts, you know, we, our goal was to drive traffic to our website with social. It wasn't to talk about the weather. That's, that's not the purpose of social media for business. It was very much about putting out our feature-rich, uh, benefit-rich content in a way that was helping the customer and with a link back to the page that created that original content. So I wrote a database and then we said, you know, we should sell this. So we said, okay, let's do that. So we went and grabbed some VC money and, and made it happen. And it's been a three-year journey. And, and literally two days ago, I turned the billing engine on for it. So it's campaignwarrior.com. But along the way, we discovered that um, this, the building of the website pages, we wanted it to be quick. We wanted it to be super fast. We want to be able to get your hands on content straight away. So scrapes your website and you've got all your pages there. You've got your content available. And then from there, it will post to socials on schedule for you. It's kind of like an industrial level social media tool uh, that HubSpot sort of has, but ours just takes it to the next level. In the process though, it became 
so much more powerful as a web management tool. We're able, for example, to filter on our pages so you can search for the various different clusters of pages. So I know that the HubSpot cluster tool is super powerful, but when you've got a website of say 500 or 1,000 pages, finding those pages is super hard. So our software allows you to filter on, on meta description, page title, uh, a bunch of different parameters, and then you can tag them and group them. And when you've got them grouped, you're able to check the stats of them, but also we actually allow you to dump them straight into your website uh, build so that you have all those links quickly in the same category at the bottom of your pages in your email account. So you've actually got clusters working really, really well and quickly, which is what, uh, what the tool does. So we're super psyched about it. We use it all the time ourselves as an agency. It's built for agencies predominantly. You're able to have multiple clients in it, but it's all designed to really flush out the web and make sure that you're getting the best out of what is a heavy investment. Yeah, there are a ton of things to pay attention to that you have to use to value this. And I do want to kind of go back into the evaluation portion of this, the, the understanding. Are there any myths that you think if somebody's going to lean into this social tool, this search tool, this idea of, you know, it's, it's more than just an expense, it's an asset. Are there any myths that we need to bust so that we can free people's minds to move forward? Well, I think that, um, you know, you guys, especially when you're uh, Marcus, you talked all the time about having the CEO and, and the, the senior management go to the conferences like Inbound and buying into the process. There is definitely not enough sales training in the world. The sales training side of things drives this because sales is where the revenue comes from. And I'm continually astonished that a business might send their sales team on a training course once a year. So, you know, my attitude to sales training is like that of an Olympic athlete. You train four days a week. Every morning you should be sales training. And part of that is making sure that they understand every part of their website and they're contributing the content that they're seeing at the, at the uh, business coalface every day. And that becomes content. And then your website grows because it's answering the customer's questions. That information comes from sales. And the lack of attention to sales forces around the world is extraordinary. Like I find it just mind-blowing that they have such an impact on the, on the top line and yet businesses are not investing nearly enough in this training space. Because once they do, then they'll realize that, you know what, the most important tool a salesperson has is their website because it aids in every single part of their process, every single part. And that's when those two, those two go together. If you know your sales team is needing it and you're training your sales team, then the deals will come and the two things go hand in hand. When any, anytime you have a conversation between marketing and sales or C-suite and marketing or anybody and anybody, to be honest with you, on a human level, there's going to be some mistakes that are made. So when you think about the conversation we're having around campaign warrior and website evaluation, uh, it being asset versus an expense, what are some mistakes that you've seen along the way that people are making? Yeah, nice, really good question. And you know, HubSpot kind of got on this one through growth-driven design, is that there's a temptation for people to throw out their existing site and you know, start again from scratch, do the big build every couple of years, they go ahead and do the big build, get it designed, roll it out, and then leave it again for three to five years. That's a big, big mistake. There is great value in the existing site and you know, looking at the analytics of what's going on with that site and often a renovation will quickly yield great results just by having a strategy that, you know, a lot of what the HubSpot inbound methodology talks about, but just simply providing the call to actions, build the journey of trust. So don't chuck out the existing website so quickly. Absolutely. And the other part of that, of course, is the fascination people have with the graphics and the way it looks. Uh, ultimately, I mean, eBay is a classic. It's been a shitty website for a long, long time. 
since they started, but it does its job really well. And for Amazon, it's the same. They kind of pride themselves on not changing their design because they came from the 90s, you know. And so the, the hang-up on the design side of things should be swapped over and the focus should be on the strategy and the content and what the journey is and less of a hang-up on the design side of things. We see that a lot. Yeah, I love that because a lot of companies, myself, to be honest, we get hung up on it's got to be pretty. Uh, and, yeah. and functionality messaging has to trump pretty. I think pretty has to be the salt and pepper that just makes it a great, you know, website meal, if you will. Adam, this has been a great conversation, A, of just a mind shift to it being an asset value, knowing, understanding the value of your website in there also really value and understanding your marketing team and what you can spend or expect uh, to grow in that asset, as well as breaking down the silos of sales and marketing. So we've covered a lot of ground here and even the tool campaign warrior. If people want to connect with you, if they have more questions, because we are trying to stick to the 15 minute yeah, strategy podcast, if they have more questions for you, where do you want to send them? How can they connect? Yeah, mate, they can totally just um, touch base direct with me, adam at thekingdom.com.au is my email. I'm very happy to have a chat. And then we've got our website, thekingdom.com.au is our HubSpot consulting business and you know we do complex stuff we do a lot of api integration we, do, we take on board the hard stuff and our campaign warrior product is campaignwarrior.com so we give that away to hubspot partners for free uh, which is nice and also there's a free version which people can just jump on and they'll get a website straight, straight away so definitely check that out awesome appreciate that sprocketeers remember free is good let's just throw that out there but remember to understand the value of your website your marketing team, your sales and marketing relationships, because those are never free. And we'll see you on the next episode. Did you enjoy this episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast? We'd love to know. Leave a rating and written review wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And keep that learning going by visiting sprockettalk.com. Sign up for your free membership. And in that membership area, you can find bundled episodes where we combine like strategies to help you grow better. Make the world better and share this episode with your friends and coworkers who may be battling the same obstacle. You can always reach out to George B. Thomas on Twitter with questions or guest suggestions or just to talk about your favorite Marvel superhero. Now go out into the world and leverage this strategy for your success. And we'll see you on the next episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast.